Are you gay? Do you know someone who's gay? If you answered yes to either question, hi, I'm Parker, and this is Parker's Pointless Podcast, where every week I talk about some pointless thought that was floating around in my little noggin. These topics will range from pop culture, to film and television, to politics, and to things happening in my own personal life, all of which I am not qualified to speak on, but because I am gay and delusional, I find the confidence and conviction within me to speak as if I am a professional. On today's special episode, we are celebrating my birthday and talking about 27 things I have learned as I prepare for my 27th trip around the sun. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Parker's Pointless Podcast. Oh my gosh, you guys. Obviously, it's me, duh, we already knew that. Um, I'm so happy to have you guys here celebrating my birthday with me. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday to me, you guys. Oh my gosh. I'm 27 feeling like heaven, you know? Um, thank you. Studio applause. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I mean, technically this episode is the day after my birthday, but you know what? We're still celebrating baby because I'm celebrating a day before I'm celebrating the day of I'm celebrating the day after girl because that's what you got to do with birthdays these days. It's a multi-day affair. So I'm so happy to be celebrating my birthday with you guys. I'm so happy that you're listening to this podcast. Thank you again for listening to all the episodes. I so appreciate all your love and support for my podcast. We are on episode number 20, you guys, which is crazy. Like back 20 episodes ago, I made a goal to myself that I really wanted to be consistent and get 20 episodes out in total weekly every single week. Before I started, you know, either getting inconsistent or changing things up. Not that I have any plans to do either be inconsistent or changing things up. That's not what I'm saying. It's just my original goal is to hit 20 episodes like week by week and I hit the goal. So I'm so happy to have done that. I'm happy that the 20th episode is my birthday episode. I did not plan that. It just was God's divine timing. So very slay of me. I can't. I'm, I just can't. So um yeah, you guys, I'm so excited to be here with you all today and listen in your little ear pods or in your car or if you're watching this on the visuals, hi, on the screen. Um, what do you guys do? I mean, I look at obviously the analytics of who listens to episodes and who watches YouTube, but I'm just so curious if you're a YouTube girl, let me know. If you're a Spotify or a listening girl, let me know. I just want to know how y'all consume this podcast because I'm just so, so curious. But that is neither here nor there because you guys... I have lots of things I'm going to talk about today, um, but before we get into all of those things, I have a couple things I would like to say. First and foremost, Tatiana Alvarez, shout out. I also realized I give Tati and Maddie basically shout outs every single episode, um, so hi again, you guys, but Tati told me, she's like, you should do shout out DreamWorks every single episode from now until Trolls comes out so that you can get invited to the premiere, and I said, you know what? That's a goddamn good idea, diva. So DreamWorks? This is, I'm going to clip this video. So I'm Parker Griffin in the future when you're editing this video. This is where you're going to clip. DreamWorks. Hi, how are you? I'm Parker Griffin. I'm a podcaster. I'm a diva. I'm a doll. And I'm just a fun person to have around. And I'm also an absolute mega fan of Trolls and the Trolls Cinematic Universe, TCU. No, 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 not Texas Christian University, but the Trolls Cinematic Universe. I am an absolute diehard fan, probably the biggest fan, bigger than bigger fan than any of the kids in the entire world. Ah, you guys, I love trolls. I love trolls. We, my, my listeners know I love trolls. I talk about trolls endlessly. I have trolls artwork in my house. Obviously, it's very slay. It's not tacky. It's very cute. I have a trolls coloring book. I have the trolls Oreos, you guys. I love trolls. I think it's so cute. It's so fun. It makes my heart explode and sing. Just like how children feel when they watch trolls. I feel it as an adult. I have a platform, as we can see from this podcast. I would love to be invited to your world premiere of Trolls 3. I know it's coming out in November. I would literally kill to be there. I will be on your red carpet. I'll be interviewing people. I'll ask questions. I'll be there for social media presence. I'll do literally whatever you want to do. I'll vacuum the carpet. Actually, I'll vacuum the carpet. Okay, I will. But I will still like to be invited. I would still like to walk the carpet and I would still like to have a cute outfit. I'll have I'll, I'll do the cute outfit, the makeup, the hair myself. Don't worry. But I would love to be invited. 
please, please, please. I'm going to be posting a video of this probably every single week. So you will probably see me again. Not probably. You will see me again and you will probably get annoyed with me. But easy way to solve being annoyed with me, just invite me to the premiere and you won't have to be annoyed with me anymore because I'll stop talking. Okay? So give me what I want or else. Um, but I would love to be invited to the premiere. Please and thank you. Um, it's my birthday. So if you don't invite me, really interesting choice of you, Universal. So I'll see y'all at the premiere in November. Okay. End clip. So that's that. So that's how Parker in the future is going to be editing this video. And I'm going to have to edit that to post on TikTok. So that was for me. But yeah, I really want to get invited to the Trolls 3 premiere, you guys. I like so desperately want to go. I love Trolls, as we all know. And the third one's coming out. And if I could be at the premiere, my life would literally be made. And I just have a feeling. I have this gut feeling, which I'll talk about a little bit later, that 27 is going to be the year for some reason. I just knew it in my bones. And if that happens for me in my 27th year, you guys... I would have been right. So that's that on that, you guys. Um, do you have anything else I want to talk about? Think, 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 think. Ah, yes. Next week's episode, episode number 21, is going to be about the Barbie movie. That movie comes out on a Thursday, technically Friday, but they do that like midnight-ish premiere thing on Thursday now. So I'm going to see it on Thursday. Um, I'll, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get into the studio, if there will be availability. I'm not sure if, if I will be able to have it an episode out by Monday. I'm not sure what that will look like logistically for getting an episode out. So it might possibly be a normal episode with visuals and the normal setup. It also might be just an audio only episode that I do at home. Like I did for the little mermaid. So there is a strong possibility I might do one. There is a strong possibility I might do the other. I will update you guys when I know because that is next week and that is days and days away. So I can't think outside of today, let alone tomorrow. So next week hasn't crossed my mind yet. So we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But I just wanted to prepare you guys just in case I don't have any visuals for that episode. It will be audio only just for the Spotify girlies. So that is that. But to get into the episode today to you guys, what we are going to talk about, because I am turning 27, it is going to be 27 things that I have learned in my 27 years. And I'm going to be talking about all the things I've learned, little bits of wisdom, things that I've gained, things that I've struggled with, things that I've learned from, all the things that I have garnished and gathered in my 27 years of life. So as I go on my 27th trip around the sun, I want to share any bits of wisdom that I have with you all as my listeners. So, but before we get into that, you guys, of course, of course, of course, we have to do Parker's Poppin' Hot Take of the Week, because what would I be if I was not a hot take, you guys? So when I wrote this episode out, I was originally, um, I was writing out all the 27 things and, you know, dealing with all that. And I left, I usually leave the hot take like spot in my notes open and then I fill it in when something occurs to me either day of day before whatever just like in the moment and today I was like struggling y'all because I've been so busy that my brain has just been focused on accomplishing tasks and it's so annoying and I'm just not meant to like be so busy I'm meant to like kind of dawdle and like touch grass and like you know have flowers in my hand and like, you know, be cute and fun and silly and not do a whole lot, whole lot of work. But I've been doing a whole lot of work lately. So I hadn't, it is hard to come up with something. But I have this to say. My hot take of the week is this. I don't even think it's a hot take. I think this is just using your brain. But this is tied in with the political um, sphere of what's going on right now, especially with like labor and labor unions, specifically the Writers Guild and SAG-AFTRA. If you, this is for the all the employers out there, all the people that have businesses that employ hundreds, thousands of people. If you want to prevent a strike from happening, have a good relationship with your workers and your laborers and meet their needs. It's actually, honestly, that simple. If all your laborers' needs are met, they are comfortable in their work environment, they are comfortable in their home environment, they have a good work-life balance, your worker and your populace of your business will be so much happier. There will not be a strike. And yet we see all these strikes happening because all these people aren't having their needs met. It's actually truly quite simple. Um, and it just requires about mm, two ounces of brain power to like really figure that out. But like these executives are out here being like, we can't afford to um, pay you or that your demands and your asks are too much. We can't afford that. Meanwhile, they're literally going to conferences for billionaires, like flying on private jets with their yachts, with their like 
offshore accounts, funneling money here, funneling money there, literally living a lavish lifestyle and telling other people that they don't have money. It's giving fake. So if you want to prevent a strike, don't have your workers be unhappy. Like figure out how to make them happy and everything will be okay. And part of making them happy is giving them money because it's a job, not a hobby. Like I don't go to work because I just love to just be at work. I go to work because I want money doll. I want that coin. I want the bag. So give it to me and I won't have anything to say. Simple? Yes. Yet they don't understand. So that's my hot take of the week. Not very hot because it's mostly just mostly just the tea and how it, how it is in the world. So if you are a person who is a writer, um, part of the WGA, if you're a member of SAG and you are on the picket line specifically for what's going on in Hollywood, girl, I stand with you. I stand behind you. Union strong. I hope you get all your demands met. I hope you don't suffer the consequences of what these um, executives are trying to do to you. Um, if you are a laborer at all in any union anywhere, uh, pay attention to what's going on with SAG and WGA because it's kind of uh, trickling everywhere. I think labor, there's, I think a, a massive labor movement is up and coming in this country because I think people are tired of how they've been treated and how their labor has been actively exploited. And this is not just in entertainment. This is in every every field from like healthcare to education to infrastructure, like every single industry, I think workers are all feeling feeling the pinch of greedy, greedy corporate um, mo uh, moguls. So that's that on that. So just pay attention to that, you guys, because that's going to be up and coming. Anyways, I could keep going on and on. I'm not going to because it's my freaking birthday and I want to talk about me. So you guys, July 16th, my birthday, cancer season, very slay. I have to t quickly, I've never talked about it before, but I realized this one year in Spanish class, you guys, 16 is my lucky number. So let me explain why. And then I'll get into the talking about the 27 things I learned. 16 is my lucky number. Okay. What make up the, the number 16, the number one and the number six, right? Okay. One plus six, seven. The seventh month of the year, July. The 16th month of the day, oh, the 16th day of the month, the 16th, which is my birthday, 716. That's weird, huh? Coincidence? I think not. Oh, wait, the 16th letter in the alphabet is P, which is my first initial, Parker. And then the seventh letter in the alphabet, you know, 16, also July, is G, which is my second initial. Is that not strange to you guys? I think it's pretty freaking weird. So uh, I realized this. I was literally sitting in Spanish class one day. I was like, dee, 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 like, you know, head empty, no thoughts. And I was like, hmm. 16, 7, that's weird. I wonder what the 16th letter in the alphabet was. And then I counted and it was P and I like kind of was gagged. And then I was like, oh my God, what's the seventh letter? And then I was G and I was like really, truly gooped, gagged and gaping. I was like shook beyond belief. So it's written in the stars. It's written in the like numerology or whatever that's called. It's destined and determined for me. So 16 is my lucky number, you guys. So I just had to throw that out there because it's just a fun story. But without further ado, you guys, let's get into talking about 27 things I have learned in my 27 years of life. The tw first 26 are going to be things that I've learned. And then the 27th item is going to be something that is a goal for me that I want to learn and gain wisdom on in this upcoming year of life. So first and foremost, you can leave whenever you want. If you're at the bar, if you're at the club, if you're at a friend's house, if you're at you know, grandma's house. If you obviously, if you drove yourself, this is this applies to you. If you're carpooling, kind of up a creek. But if you want to go home because you're tired, go home, girl. I have learned this so many times over this year where I will be out and I'm really tired and my friends are still rallying. And I'm like, I want to go home, you guys. I'm really tired. I have to drive home. I have to like do my skincare. I have to brush my teeth. I have to go to bed. I have work in the morning. That is literally such a key and a hack to life. Just leave when you want, girl. Get the sleep that you want. Have the evening that you want. I promise you, you're not missing out on much by going home an hour early. So obviously, if you're carpooling, sucks to suck because you got you to gotta stay with the person who's driving with you. And, you know, let's be respectful when we leave. Let's not just like Irish goodbye and bounce. But... Um, you can leave whenever you want, you guys. So don't feel pressured to stay. That's something I have learned. I also learned number two, eat your vegetables. 
Eat your fucking vegetables, you guys. Grow the fuck up and eat some vegetables. There are so many vegetables out there and fruit. You know, this applies to fruits and veggies. But eat fruits and veggies, you guys. Learn to love eating fruits and veggies. Try it with a bunch of different cooking methods, sauces, toppings, uh, spices, and combinations of all of the above. Learn to love vegetables, you guys. It will make your body feel so amazing. Like I have gotten to a point where like similarly with water, where once you create such a habit of like having something so often, your body feels it when you don't. Like if I go a day without eating some sort of like veggie or like vegetable plate, I will literally feel it in my internal organs being like, bitch, you need to eat some vegetables. And I have just created a consistent habit and it has just made me feel so good and amazing and it changes your life. So girly pops, I need all of y'all to learn to eat your fruits and veggies. And, you know, it can be as simple as going to a restaurant and when you get your burger, either add lettuce and tomato, add extra lettuce and tomato, add avocado. Like, it can be that simple. I mean, obviously, like, let's get a couple, a little more greens in throughout the day. But, like, adding more vegetables into your life is only a positive thing. So get into it, you guys, and eat your veggies. Number three, I have learned this. Many, I've been a very fierce um, representative of this over the years, but I think in this most recent year with things going on in my personal life and my work life, I've really embodied this sentence. Um, always, always, always advocate for yourself and advocate for your peers, especially in a work environment. This ties into what I was talking about with striking. You are you are responsible for yourself. And if you're on a team, you're responsible for your team and your ensemble and your crew. Like they you're all in this together and you you have to fight for yourself because no one else will. Like it sucks to think about, but it's true. You are the only person that is there to stand up for yourself. So do it and do it fiercely and do it without without thinking about it. Because I've learned over this past year, like, because I've been a fierce advocate for myself for many years, but in this last year, I've been able to remove the blinders of, like, I need to to um, censor myself and I need to modify what I'm saying in order to fit this preconceived notion of myself. And I've removed all of those barriers and it's allowed me the opportunity to not only speak my mind, but also learn the parameters of speaking your mind because you know, you do have to modify what you're saying for the space that you're in in order to be heard. Because being able to speak loudly does not mean that you are heard. It just means that you're yelling. But if you're if you are able to learn not only how to speak from your heart, but to speak from your heart in a way that is desirable to be heard, you will have a larger impact in what you are trying to accomplish. And that is something that I have learned, which ties into point number four. Read the room. I could go on and on and on about learning to read the room because so many people need to learn how to read the fucking room. Know who's in the room with you. If you're in a board meeting, if you're in a work meeting, if you're in a family gathering, if you're in a if you're in an environment where you are trying to either advocate for yourself, advocate for change, accomplish something in general, read the room. Know who each person is. Know where they are. Know what their job title is. Know what they do. Know how to speak to them and what to say to them but without, without compromising what you need to say, but modifying what you're saying in order to ach achieve what you are wanting to achieve because that is the most important thing. Not to mention read the room applies to just like any circumstance you're in. Like don't tell that joke if you're in a room with people who won't get it. Don't say that thing. Don't tell that story if you're in a room full of people who don't care. Don't, don't you know, overstep your boundaries or overstep your bounds because I, I just like learn to know who's in the room and what's appropriate and what's not appropriate from the group of people that are there. Learn to like see it in people without having to ask. Be smarter and more emotionally intuitive. And I think that applies to reading the room. Next, number five. This kind of goes into what I was just saying. Speak how you want to be spoken to. If you're, you know, think about it. And like, I just have a lot of these kind of were tied to me and work because I've had an interesting year 
at work. And that's all I'm going to say. But I have learned if I want to be respected, if I want to be seen as someone who is passionate but practical, which I don't really care necessarily about practicality. It's not really my first and foremost goal. But like being seen as professional, you have to speak how you want to be spoken to. And I've had moments where I've I've not spoken to other people how I want to be spoken to myself. And I have learned from those moments and I've learned to reel it in because I'm a very passionate person. As we all know, obviously from this podcast, I'm very, very passionate and loud and fierce and strong. But I've had to modify that in my brain in order to, like I said before, accomplish what I want to accomplish, which is change not only for me, but for all all people who are impacted. So I have to, you know, know who I'm speaking to and speak to them respectfully. This also just applies in general to all situations. If you're at a restaurant and you have a server, speak to them how you would want to be spoken to. Obviously, I'm a server. I have seen the other side of it. I love when people chat with me like I'm just their friend because then I talk to them like I'm their friend. And then the service is that much better because we're just chatting and hanging out. So speak to others how you want to be spoken to. Number six, this one's kind of stupid, but like it's really kind of true. And white women were really onto something. Live, laugh, love. You know what I mean? Like really, truly live and really, truly laugh. And at the end of the day, love. Because it's it's that simple, you guys. Live your life. Spend every moment you can laughing because humor is just the best like the best part of living because living is a joke. Like life is a joke. We're on a planet. We're on a rock that's flying through the fucking sky at the speed of however fast everything is on fire. Everything is a joke. Literally. What the fuck is the point of anything? It's all funny. So literally laugh and always love because we have hearts and we have souls and we have ability to love for a reason. So love everyone you can with your whole heart. So truly live, laugh, love girly. Number seven, this is a fitness one. Modify your workouts to feel good. If you're in a class where they offer modifications and you think that that would work best for you, do it. Don't force yourself to try to lift more weight, to do more repetitions, to do more this, to do more that. Because at the end of the day, it's unsustainable. You'll give yourself an injury and it's really hard to work out a on an injury and it's really hard to upkeep a routine that you're trying to start when you overexert yourself at the beginning you know like they say you can't rome was not built in a day if i wanted to climb mount everest tomorrow i couldn't i i could maybe climb mount everest in a couple of years but i couldn't climb it tomorrow so why would you go to the gym and start lifting 35 pound weights when you just are starting to lift Like start with eight, start with 10, start with attainable goals and take the modifications because even if you are incredibly strong and can lift that much weight, your body is different every day. And you need to learn to listen to your body when you're working out in order to give it the workout that it needs. Because at the end of the day, we work out for our bodies and we work out for ourselves. So listen to yourself and trust yourself and don't feel shame for taking a modification because it's, you will get a better workout with the modifications. I think I had a fitness instructor say one time, they're like, the magic is in the modifications. So take them, use them, feel it more, work harder in the modification. It's very slight. I could go on and on. I won't. But um, I plan on having some physical therapists on the podcast in the future, maybe in the next month or so. And I, I will talk in depth about that. So if you all are interested, just you wait, baby. I got you all taken care of. Number eight. Be kind to yourself. I have learned over this past year how to be kind to myself because I think for years and years and years, obviously this can apply to sexuality. This can apply to just life choices. This isn't anything specific because we all make decisions every day, every second we're making decisions on what to do. And, you know, a good percentage of the time we make the wrong decision and we judge ourselves for it. We shame ourselves for it. We feel bad. We beat ourselves up for it. And I've just learned, I mean, I've also learned this with therapy too, where it's like removing judgment from yourself on the decisions you made, because sometimes you make a decision because you want to do it. Let's, for example, you go to do this dick appointment. Okay. And afterwards you feel all kinds of shitty about it. And you're like, "Mm, I shouldn't have done that. 
clearly, girl, you wanted to do it. And that's enough reason to have done it because you wanted to. So don't judge yourself for, A, having wanted to do it. And don't judge yourself for having done it in general. Be kind to yourself. Because, you, like I said before, you are the only person who is advocating for you. So that in that same vein, be kind to yourself so that you can be an advocate for yourself. Love yourself truly through and through because you are living in your brain every day. No one else is. You are living in your body every single day. No one else is. So love every inch and corner of who you are because it's the tea, honey. And I can tell you all this. I love myself a lot. And I think you guys can probably tell. It is so fun. The life is grass is so much greener on the other side when you learn to love yourself. So truly, truly do it, y'all. Um, and this kind of applies to what I'm saying, number nine, which it ties into what I was just saying. Always work at removing shame because shame has a purpose. Shame has a point and shame has a, a meaning in life to, you know, help you learn from the decisions that you made that were wrong so that you don't do them again in the future. However, I think we overuse shame, especially a lot of us who grew up in religious environments. We, we learn a lot about shame. Um, if you're Catholic, I am so sorry about that girl because that's a big thing for y'all. I'm not Catholic, so can't relate, but I know that that's a big thing for y'all learning to remove the shame from your decisions. Like I said, you go to a dick appointment and you, you feel all kinds of shameful afterwards. Why? Why do you feel ashamed? Oh, because I shouldn't have done it. Why? You wanted to. And that's enough. You wanted to. That's enough reason to have done something. Trust yourself. Trust your gut. And don't shame yourself for doing the decision that you wanted to do at the, be at the beginning. So, and like I said, the more you remove the shame from yourself and the decision-making process and just life in general, the better your life will be. The more enriched your life will be. And also, the better decisions you'll make. Because people always act like, oh, you need to be ashamed because that's how you learn. No, it is not. It is sometimes, and that does apply sometimes. I'm not saying it doesn't. But you don't need to be ashamed about everything that you do because it just it just makes your life awful and gray and dull. Like, live in the vibrancy and remove the shame from your life and live out loud and in life and living color, okay? So those are kind of, like, connected to each other. But the next one is going to be do things number this is number 10 do things when it feels right and when it is right i'm going to give a specific example this podcast you guys i this podcast came out in march okay i came up with the idea of this podcast and i really wanted to do it and was really fiercely like pushing for it back in may i think may of the previous year so march 2020 is it 2023 right now oh my god March 2023 was when this podcast came out. I originally wanted to start doing this podcast, you guys, in May or June of 2022. But I didn't have the idea. I didn't have the shtick. I didn't have the, the what I wanted. I just was kind of, I wasn't ready yet. And, you know, when something's not ready to hatch, don't force it to. It will happen eventually. Like, nurture it, love it, take care of it, foster the idea, but don't force it. Let it happen on its own in its own organic time and be there for it when it's ready. And that's something I've learned over this, this past year with relationships, with friendships, with um, like uh, just anything like creative re creativity or, you know, just any, any, this could apply to a lot of things, but allow something to happen for you when it's meant to happen. Obviously it doesn't mean avoid it and ignore it and never work on it again but put the work in trust yourself follow your gut and allow it to happen when it's meant to and it will be so much more enriched the relationship will be better it'll be more positive it'll be more full of love it will have worked out better for you to just follow nature's timing okay number 11 fearlessly pursue things or just fearlessly pursue I have learned in this past year that I, I need to be more fearless in my decisions. I need to do things with more attentiveness and more like drive. I need to just do it. I can't allow the inner saboteur within me to demolish what I want and want to accomplish in my own life because I deserve 
to have it happen for me. Just as much as you guys deserve to have something happen for you. You deserve to live the life that you want. You deserve to have the things that you want to have. You have to work for them, of course. You have to, you know, whatever that may be, that not necessarily like going to nine to five, but like you have to put in the work in order to have the things that you want to have. And part of that is removing the inner saboteur, removing the voices in your head that are trying to tell you that, oh, that person's going to judge you. That person's going to judge you. Oh, they're, Evan on Instagram is going to think you're so cringy because you're posting TikToks every day of your podcast. Oh, people are going to be think you're so annoying because you're sharing all of these videos that you've been creating and, you know, you're trying to pursue XYZ new hobby or job career or whatever. Like, first of all, I can pretty much promise you maybe a, like a small fraction of it. No one's judging you. You're judging you. You're projecting your insecurities of of doing something and fear of doing something onto other people judging you. No one's judging you, girl. No one's no one's saying they're so cringe for that. They're so weird for that. You're just projecting those ideas of of yourself onto them and then allowing that to be the reality. Don't let that happen anymore. Fearlessly pursue what you want and the life that you want because you deserve it. And it, obviously we all trip and fall and stumble, but at the end of the day, all we got to do is get back up and continue working, honey, and continue pursuing what we want and our goals. Okay. Number 12, find joy in everything that you do. I said it earlier. We are on a fucking flying rock in the sky. The ocean is turning against us. The sun is burning us to the ground. Gas costs a million dollars a gallon. We don't have health care. We don't have student loan repayment. Like everything is a joke and a nightmare. So although we can relish in that, we can live in that, we can sit in that, and we should, and we should understand it and acknowledge it and feel it and embrace it. We also deserve to be happy and we deserve to feel joy. We need, to, we need to pursue change. We need to change things for the betterment of our lives and our society and for all marginalized people. We need to change things. But in the meantime, we deserve to feel happiness. We deserve to feel joy. We deserve to feel good in our bodies and our lives. So don't let anyone tell you that you don't. Find joy in everything that you do. Find joy in hanging out with your friends. Find joy at work. I know that sounds crazy, you guys. And I'm not going to say find joy in the work, the physical work that you're doing, but find joy with the friends that you have at work, like the things that you're doing. Have fun while you're there because, girl, it's not that serious, which is another one I'll get to. But like it just have fun, you guys. Have fun with your friends. Just be silly. Be goofy. It's just a silly, silly time. So just find joy in all the moments of your life, in all the moments of your day. You'll feel so much more enriched. You'll feel so much more accomplished. You'll just feel better about things. Like, you know, find joy in your workouts. Find joy in your meals. Find joy in your TV watching, your your dates, your your flops, your your highs, your lows. Find joy in it all because the more joy you find in life, the happier you are. Happiness is a fickle thing. However, when it's around, embrace it and love it and feel it fully because you deserve it, girl. Number 13. This, I literally just said it, y'all. It is not that fucking serious. I don't care what you're doing. It is not that serious unless you're performing literal brain surgery or launching rockets into space. What you are doing is not that serious. You are sitting at a computer sending click, clack, click, clack, click, clack emails to Someone sitting in a building across the freeway about some stupid meeting that could have just been an email to begin with. Like literally like it is not that serious. You are not doing that much in whatever job field that this applies to and whatever you're doing in life. Because girl, this is all silly. We live in a simulation, girl. Like it's not that serious. It's literally not. That person dumped you. Girl, I'm so sorry. That's so sad. I mean, actually, I don't want to say it's not that serious because for some, it, it, it could be truly that serious. But, girl, on to the next, you know? Thank you, next, doll. Like, it's not that serious. It's not. It's literally not. Nothing's that serious. I mean, there are things that are. I don't want to take validity away from those things. But majority of things in life, you guys, it's not that fucking deep. And it's not that serious. 
take it and let it roll off the back. Because girl, like I said, you deserve to feel happiness. And the more you bog yourself down with just resentment and just holding grudges, it is just ugly. Feel joy, feel freedom, feel lifted from all of the ick in the life, in your life, because there's so much of it. Just feel liberated from it, okay? Number 14. This one is big for me, okay? You have food at home. You do not need to go to the drive-thru. You do not need to spend $15. You do not need to go do this. You do not need to go do that. Girly pop, you have frozen XYZ in the freezer. You have prepared XYZ in the fridge. You have blah, blah, blah in the cabinets. You can make a whole little moment. You can do a whole little this. You can do a whole little that. You do not need to stop at Starbucks. You do not need to get your little daily drink today. You can do it tomorrow. Look forward to it tomorrow. You do not need that soda. You do, Parker, this one applies to me, okay? Parker, I'm speaking to you. You don't need to go to McDonald's and get the, the large Dr. Pepper bitch. You don't need to do that. I mean, if you want to, absolutely, girl. And I promise you something, I'll, I'll keep doing it because I want to and it brings me happiness. But you don't have to always do it. And, you know, there are things in the fridge. I buy groceries for a reason because I eat food at home. So, baby girl, eat the food at home before it goes before it spoils and you don't need to spend that extra $15 on a happy meal doll don't do it number 15 <sighs> you guys when i tell you i learned this lesson so truly the hard way and i think this just comes with age breakfast is so important breakfast is they say it's the most important meal of the day girl ain't that the fucking truth because most of us have jobs most of us work most of us do things throughout the day you need to have energy. You need to have like something in you to give you the energy throughout your day. Because for me, if I don't eat breakfast, I feel so crabby. I feel like I'm in a cloud. I'm in a fog, whatever. And it just is awful. I used to be able to do no breakfast all the time. I used to never eat breakfast, you guys. And then I started eating breakfast for I don't remember what reason, but I maybe I was taking some sort of antibiotic or something where I had to take it with food in the morning and the evening. So I just really started consistently eating breakfast. But it makes such a difference in how your day is. And just your and for me, my emotional stability, my mental stability, my physical stability is all majorly impacted by my breakfast. Like, it's also an opportunity to get protein in. It's an opportunity to eat fruit. It's an opportunity to eat veggies. Because, you know, fill yourself up and fuel yourself for the day. I hate to reference, like, our bodies as, as like, you know, cars because I think that's stupid. But it's it's in this example, it's true. Eat breakfast, you guys. Eat a good, well-balanced breakfast. Lots of different alternatives. You know, eggs, veggies, all the things. Eat breakfast, you guys. This one... I could go on and on and on and on and on. Sunscreen, always. The end, period. If you're not wearing sunscreen, it's not too late. I don't want, I think there's this like weird pessimistic attitude towards like skincare and specifically with sunscreen that if you didn't start wearing sunscreen when you first saw the sun, you're, you're doomed for, you're doomed for hell. I mean, the later you start, the more things you'll have to deal with, but this, the, you can, you, tomorrow is another day, you know, start wearing sunscreen every single day. There are so many different brands of sunscreen. There are so many different types of sunscreen. There are so many different consistencies of sunscreen from body to face, all the above. You should be wearing sunscreen on your face every single day. I don't care if you're sitting inside. I don't care if it's cloudy. I don't care if you don't go outside. I don't care if you're sitting in front of your computer. I do not care. You need to be wearing sunscreen every single day. UVA, UVB, UVA for age, UVB for bad. UVA will give you wrinkles. UVB will give you cancer, melanoma. You don't want either one of those things, right? So stop spending hundreds of dollars on your skincare routine when you're not putting money into wearing sunscreen. Sunscreen is the universally agreed upon thing by all dermatologists and estheticians that you need to have in your regimen in order to protect your skin. Because our skin, we only got one, one set of skin, y'all. And y'all want to save money on plastic surgery? Wear some fucking sunscreen, okay? It'll prevent redness. It'll prevent aging. It'll prevent dark marks. It'll, it'll save your skin. Start today. I promise you'll see the impacts in literally a month. So wear sunscreen, you guys. I, regardless, also, 
regardless of pigmentation, regardless of how deeply or not deeply your skin is melanated, you need to wear sunscreen. Obviously, more melanin prevents more sun damage, but it does not completely prevent sun damage. And if you want to prevent melanoma, you want to prevent wrinkling, aging, all the above, girly, sunscreen. The end. Number 17. It is easier to love than it is to hate. Hating requires so much energy. And let me tell you, as a certified hater myself, because girly pop, I love to be a hater. As you've heard on this podcast, love to hate on on straight men. As I've, you've seen me do it time and time again. And I'm still going to do it because sometimes it's just fun. And that's just like lighthearted. But I'm talking about like serious hatred and like just gut-wrenching, filled to the brim hate. Huh, <sighs> girl, it's exhausting. Have... Why do you think all these Republicans look so fucking ugly? Because they're so full of hate. Hate makes you ugly. It makes you wrinkly. It makes you fat. It makes you ugh. It makes you just icky. Like hate, it manifests into all corners and avenues of your body. It makes you just despicable and it just radiates through your pores and your whole body. Hate makes you ugly. And love makes you beautiful. You know? Love fills you. Love fills others. It's free. You have an abundance of it. It's it's so lovely to feel loved by others. And it's so lovely to be filled with love for others. So it's free. It's easy. And it's just more accessible than hate. So girl, find love in life. Find love for things in life. And love, every, love as much as you can and share as much love with the world. Because we need more love in the world and less hate, right? So... Find it in yourself first and share it with others after that. And I promise you, it'll help with those wrinkles on your face, baby girl. It'll help with it'll help with the whole life, okay? So it is easier to love than it is to hate. Um, did I write numbers wrong? Okay, no, I didn't. Okay. Number 18. Productivity when it comes to arguments or discussions is important, especially in the workplace. You are having a discussion, you are having a debate, you are having a conversation, whatever the case may be, and however heated it may be, to be productive. So you need to have productivity on the on the mind when you're having these conversations, when you're having arguments with your spouse, with your peer, with your whoever it may be, family member. You need to be productive with your conversations rather than just tear each other down. Because arguing is natural. Like things getting heated is normal. That happens. We're emotional human beings. However, we need to remember at the end of the day, what are we trying to accomplish with what we're trying to say? Because we said something for a reason. What was the reason? And and whatever the reason may be, pursue it. Explain it. Be honest. But you need to be productive. Because if you're unproductive, you're just yelling into the void to be to just shout. And that's annoying. It's literally ugly and it's annoying. People who are just loud for the sake of being loud, my ears hurt enough, you know? So productivity is important. Not It's not always important. Sometimes getting things off your chest, you know, being emotional, being vulnerable are important. But productivity and what you're trying to accomplish is should be at the forefront of your mind anytime you have a conversation or argument. Number 19, people with status aren't inherently mean. I had this bizarre perception, and I think a lot of us do, for people that are, you know, that have a following, that have a lot of money, that have just status in any kind of way, whatever that may mean to you, that they're just disconnected, rude, awful, disgusting human beings, which when it comes to people who are multimillionaires, I don't think there's any moralist, moral way to be a multi-billionaire, period. Because you shouldn't have that much money while everyone else is suffering. You know what I mean? So that's just me. But that's not really what I'm talking about. But people with status aren't inherently mean. I learned this at the Barbie event. I met people, you guys, who have thousands, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. Millions of followers. I just was talking to them. They were some of the nicest people I've literally ever met. And I was like, I have had this bizarre preconceived notion that people with status are removed from society and are just disgusting and awful people. Because you know what? There are a lot of them that are, but also there are a lot of them that aren't. So, you know, let's let's be a little bit less judgmental. 
Let's judge other people less. Let's judge ourselves less. And let's learn to love a little bit more because it's true. Same thing with rich people. I've met some of the rich, some rich people, y'all, especially serving and like a bougie area. I've met some rich people that are just truly gut bucket rotted, you know, awful people, so rude, so demanding, awful, awful, awful. And I've met some rich people, you guys, that are so unbelievably generous, that are so kind, that are so caring, that are so wonderful to be around and just joys in life that they just also have money, which, you know, it's funny because don't we all want to be rich? That's what I thought. So not all rich people are awful. Not all people's status are awful. Sometimes they are. And if they are, girl, we can deal with it. But don't think all people are because it's not the truth. And I learned that this past year. Number 20, you guys. Alcohol is kind of icky. I'm saying this as the day before I literally get turned, twisted, and just fucking taken aback on Saturday night. This is a Friday when I'm recording this, you guys. I'm about to get lit as hell tomorrow night for my birthday. And so it's ironic that I'm saying that alcohol is ick because I'm about to be drunk. Oops. I've said it on the podcast before. I've learned it in this past year. I'm not a huge fan of alcohol. I mean, I like to drink. I like to socially drink. I like being drunk. I'm not going to lie. But the way it makes me feel afterwards and during and like the way it kind of makes my body feel is not not like the drunk part, but just like it's just heavy in my liver and my stomach. It just makes me feel icky. So alcohol is kind of icky. And I'll be the one to say it. I just give me a Diet Coke with lime, honestly, and I'll be just as fun. But I do love a little bit of alcohol. So learning the balance this year. Um, <coughs> pardon me. I just had a little cough. Number 21. It's okay to put things on hold. It's okay to stop what you're doing. It's okay to, like, abandon an idea, abandon uh, something you've worked hard towards. It's okay you don't just because you're pausing it doesn't mean you're ending it. And even if you are ending it, that doesn't mean you're dying tomorrow. Like you you're giving yourself the time to figure out what you want to figure out and do what you want to do and explore what you want to explore. Like for me, for example, I am an actor. I've been an actor for years. I haven't really done as much lately. The last thing I did was before the pandemic. And since the pandemic, like things, I mean, if you're an actor in theater or in film, you know, it's pretty fucking rotted. I don't do a whole lot of film. I did mostly theater, but it's pretty gutted. It's pretty rotted out here. It's hard and it's the pay is awful and the treatment is awful. So I've just distanced myself. It's not that I'm giving it up. It's just, I'm doing other things. I'm pursuing other portions of my life. I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing, I'm working. I'm living on my own. I'm trying to make choices and do things with my life. You know, it's okay to put things on hold. Because that doesn't mean you're giving them up. And that doesn't mean you're a failure. You are not a failure for changing your mind. That just means you're more in tune with yourself and you're pursuing what you want to pursue. Fearlessly, might I add. So don't be afraid of putting things on hold because they'll always be there and you'll always be there for when you want to change things in the future. Number 22, love your friends. All of your friends. Hug your friends. Kiss your friends. Love your friends. <clears throat> Pardon me. I just coughed again. Um, love your friends, you guys. They are, they, they'll be there for you through the highs and through the lows. And everyone's the own main character in their own life. But, you know, love your friends. They, they are the supporting characters in your life where you're the main character. And they deserve all the love from you. And they deserve to feel loved by you. So if you're my friend out there and you're listening to this podcast, I mean, obviously all of you who are listening to my podcast are my friends. I love you. I want you to know that very truthfully and honestly. I truly love and care so much about you. I'm so grateful for you in my life. I love you so much. And I truly just, my heart explodes for you. And I hope you all learn to love your friends in this future. Love your friends. Love your family. Love, love, love. Love everyone. All right. And number 23, this one actually kind of just ties into something I actually just said. You aren't the main character in someone else's story. And this is my issue with the main character complex of it all. I love how the main character energy has permeated, like, our lives and our, our ideas of how to live. Because it's true. Like, you're the main character in your own life. Live confidently. Live fearlessly. Live boldly. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Across the board. However, everyone else also exists with you. 
People also live around you. You are not the only person that exists on the planet. So you need to be aware of others, be the main character, but also be self-aware that everyone's a main character in their own lives. So when it comes to making choices, when it comes to doing things with your life, don't be so self-absorbed that you don't pay attention to other people and other people's feelings. Not that you have to, you know, tiptoe or walk on eggshells around other people to, you know, accommodate them, but like be aware, like just have that, that, that third eye, have it open girl, because some of y'all are a little, a little beyond self-absorbed to a point where it's a little frightening, you know? So that's that on that. Number 24, value other people's time. This is coming for me as a literal hypocrite because I am the queen of being late to literally everything I've ever been to. I'm always late. I was, except for being born, I was early. So the only time y'all ever catch me being early was my birth. Okay. So sorry, mom. Sorry about that one. But um, value other people's time, you guys. Not, not, not only in just like being on time to things or like trying to be on time, but while you are with them, value them. Value the time that they are offering you because time is a commodity. Time is important. Time is of the essence, as they say. So it is important to not only value your time in this space, but other people and treat them with respect. Okay. Number 25, love your parents. Obviously, this, this is a case-by-case basis. If you have a rough relationship with your parents for whatever the reason may be, I'm so sorry to hear that. But for those of us that don't, and have regular relationships with our parents. Love your parents, you guys. They have done so much for us that we cannot even begin to understand. The more and more I like see babies and like how weird I think kids are and like how much pressure and stress having kids is, which is crazy. Having kids is crazy, you guys. Like no one gives you an, a manual when you have a baby. Like I was literally thinking about it. I'm like, how, would, how do you pot? I would literally struggle trying to potty train a cat. How would you potty train a child? You know what I mean? So, and our parents had to do all that. Now, and also create us to be the responsible adults that we are today. And that is incredibly hard and an, an incredibly un, um, what is it? Unthanked. Uh, what's the word? Um, not, we're, we're not very grateful for them, for what all that they do. So learn to love your parents and all the ways that they deserve to be loved and all the ways that you can love. So a lot of these things are about like loving others. And I think I've learned a lot about that in this past year, but love my, love your parents, mom, dad, listen to this podcast. Love you both. Thank you for all the help that you've provided me over this past year and all that you've provided me over the last 27 years. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Illy, illy, illy. I love you so much. Um, number 26 therapy is key. I've talked about this before. I've talked about it again. I actually, I said it before I was going to start again. I haven't started yet just because work has been a little bit stressful. I need to get another job, blah, blah, blah. Not going to talk about that. But I'm. it is on the radar to absolutely start again once I'm a little bit more secure in my position. However, therapy, you guys, is life-changing. Therapy is everything you could ever want it to be and more. It's everything you. It's everything you want it to be. Let me clarify that because... You can, if you aren't ready for therapy, don't go. If you want it, do it. If you don't want it, don't. Because it is it is up to you to determine your journey. Therapy is not some magical, like, puzzle piece that will be added to your life that's going to unlock the key to your productivity and your mind and your trauma and your emotional state and free you from every pain you've ever felt. That's not how what therapy is, and that's not how therapy works. But... I will tell you this, it will help you learn things about yourself. It will help you feel things that you haven't felt before. It will help you think complexly about who you are and what you are and what you have experienced. It will help you. It will provide you the building blocks for understanding reality and the reality that you are living in order to feel fulfilled and I see so many people that are so bogged down with just self-judgment and pain and just project, they're just projecting their pain everywhere on the world. And I see it and I'm like, I want to help you 
but that's your job, baby. And therapy can do that for you. It can help you see those things in yourself. It can help you see what caused them. It can help you see what you're doing. It can help with your past, your present, and your future, baby. And I am such a fierce advocate for therapy. I will always have. I always will be. It will be there for you when you're ready for it. And, but when you feel ready for it, do it. That's all I can say. In your next year of your life, I hope you find that opportunity to do that. I hope you have the access. Um, and I hope that when it, when it's right for you, you do it because it'll change your life. It'll change everything about who you are. Who you were before will feel like a different person to who you are now. I can say it, speaking from experience, it has changed every bit about my life. It's changed how I perceived my past. It's changed the way I felt about my past. It's changed the way I live in my present. And it's changed the way I plan for my future. So it's also, like I was saying earlier about shame, I didn't have a concept of those ideas until I went to therapy. And starting to remove shame from everything that I did literally has made me so happy. If you guys like, if I had done this podcast about four years ago, it would be so different. It would be so much, I don't know. I couldn't, I don't even know what it would look like. I can't even think about that. But like therapy has truly changed my life, you guys, and it will change yours whenever you're ready for it. Okay. So that's 26 things that I've learned. Number 27 is going to be something that it's a goal that I'm setting for myself in this 27th year of life, this 27th trip around the sun. I want to love others how I want to be loved. And I want to learn to value partnership. I'm kind of in this phase of life where I'm kind of like, mm, I kind of want a relationship, which has never really been my thing before. I've never, I've always just been a single Pringle living, laughing, and loving. Um, but I'm kind of like in my relationship bag at the moment. Not that I have anyone even close on the radar or have been going on dates. I really truly haven't been. But in this, I mean, it's I have a whole year. But not, and I'm not going to like force it. I'm not going to force it onto myself. But when it happens, it happens. But I've been wanting to explore the idea of partnership and companionship. And I want to love others how I want to be loved. And I want to set that as a goal for myself this year in the romantic relationships that I embark on to learn, love my partner and love them fully in the ways that I want to be loved fully. And not only like, not necessarily the exact ways, but just fulfill all of their needs, how I want all of my needs fulfilled and, you know, provide them the love that they deserve, how I deserve. So that is my goal for this year for myself to value companionship, value others, create those relationships, build those bridges. And, you know, uh, what's the rent live lyric? Live in my house. I'll give you shelter. That's me. That's my that's my like song for the year. So um, I'll cover you, baby. That's the song. That's the mo move, and that's the motive of my twenty seventh year of life, y'all. So that's that on that, y'all. That is twenty seven things that I have learned and I'm doing in my past year, and I'm going to apply to my present. I hope you all learned something. I hope you've all gained something from what I've been talking about. I challenge you all. This was really honestly quite therapeutic for me doing this, like writing these things out of things I've learned. Um, whatever age you're turning, do that many things you've learned. If you're turning 50, girl, I, I'm sure you can come up with 50 things you've learned in the year. If you're turning 19, I'm that's easy. You can come up with 19 things you've learned. It's just, it's like journaling, y'all. It feels really good to get it out on paper. It feels lovely in your soul and it's wonderful. So, that's that on that, you guys. Happy birthday to me, Slay. Um, thank you all. I'm just, this is a day after my birthday came out. Thank you all for the birthday wishes. I'm certain that I'm, If honestly, how embarrassing. <laughs> I just thought about it. Imagine I actually get nothing. Like, no one sends happy birthday to me. And then I said, thanks for all the birthday wishes, and I didn't get it. But uh, that didn't happen. So thank you all for the birthday love. I so, so, so appreciate it. I love you all. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Please like, comment subscribe, share the podcast, share episodes, share tweets, share TikToks, share my Instagram stories. Like I post things all the time. You guys share the content, content, comment on the content, engage with the content. Like just, you know, live, laugh, love it. Y'all I live, laugh, love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. I literally cannot express my love and gratitude for all of you. I can't wait to see what 27 brings for me. I can't wait to see what 27 brings for this podcast. And I can't wait to see what this year of life brings for you. 
Other than that, you guys, have a great rest of your day. Please stay safe. It is starting to get hot out up in these streets. Drink water. Wear fucking sunscreen. I will beat your ass silly if you don't wear sunscreen, okay? Wear sunscreen. Drink water. Stay safe this summer. I love you all. I will see you all next week on our special Barbie episode. Whether or not we have visuals, TBD. But I'll see you guys all next week, okay? Until then, bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Parker's Pointless Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review. Share this with a friend or both. Can't wait to chat with you all again next week. This is your host, the daintiest doll in town, Parker, signing off. Bye.